Hello, this is Jeremy Williams. You're listening to one of my songs, Song for Belinda. This is the Free Your Best Self podcast. Making small changes, hopefully delivering a better you. Uh, so we've got a kind of funny little interview. Not actually that little. Uh, we just got an interview uh, today in the studio that was a little bit impromptu. Um, so we've had some fitness guys... Uh, doing a podcast called the BF Tangent um, and uh, and they pretty much have elite athletes on um, and so their elite athlete didn't turn up so I uh, I came down with beers in, in my my dressing gown and and steak so invaded their non-existent interview um, so their ten- their uh, their podcast is called the BF Tangent um, They've got Christian Freedy, who's a former fullback for uh, the American Rugby League team, um, and Brenton Thompson, who's a racing car driver. Yeah, so they kind of talk fitness and uh, interview athletes. And um, so, yeah, so I came down and and they semi-kind of interviewed me, I guess. Um, And they're a little bit rougher around the edges than me, so I've tried to take out a bit of the swearing. but there's some interesting discussion. Uh, some of it's music related, some of it's fitness related, uh, well-being related. So I think there's some really, uh, you know, good topics. So I hope you get a lot out of it. Okay, here we go. We are back, and that was another excellent intro. That was I a real good it, one. I think it had a bit of a, a Highlands feel about it or something. Is that violinist, Jeremy, in there? Yeah, yeah, violinist. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was our producer and composer, Mr. Jeremy Williams at Tall Tree Recording Studios. And I may, may I say, Freddie, yep. have you ever seen a sexier button showbiz? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Ladies, I believe he is single. <laughs> Jeremy and Talltree are sponsoring our podcast. You can check out Jeremy Williams Music on Facebook and YouTube or go to the website. We'll leave links in the show's notes. Have we left links in the show's notes? <laughs> <laughs> you can add people to, to look at the show's yeah. notes. You can leave yeah. links in there. So, yeah. You've got to get followers to get build that up. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, stakes. <laughs> what do this you think awesome. about religion, Jeremy? Thanks, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> are you going to grab some headphones, mate? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I'll get back down now. Uh, can we come down now? <laughs> How about this? We've got a steak. Jerry's got fucking two. <laughs> What's he got? Two steaks. He's oh, like, I'll show these bitches how to eat steak. Not a pork. Oh. And, and I even had a chop upstairs too. But... Like a chop chop? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is delicious, but thanks, oh, mate. Cool. Jeremy Williams from Tortoise to you. <laughs> the maddest fucking producer, excellent steak cooker. So what's happening in your world, mate? Nothing much. This was um, meant to be for my mastering guy, um, but he, he went home early because his girlfriend told him to. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, like normally after we have sessions, we have steak and beers. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, 
he had to get home for his girlfriend. Yeah, he cracked, cracked the whip tonight. What's your mastering guy? What do you mean? Oh, like he was videoing some stuff for me, um, and sort of we were sort of fiddling with some sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So what's talk about what what your podcast is mainly like? You're trying to do on your one, you know what? What are you trying to get across through your podcast? <laughs> I don't know how to answer. <laughs> you know, ready drunk already. <laughs> okay, well I've got two podcasts. It's a Tall Tree Recording Studios um, and Free Your Best Self. So the Tall Tree Recording Studios, um, basically just any interesting musicians who come in here, who. I'm not sure why he's smiling, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like like I just ask him. You know, like I normally ask. I normally get in that the guys are pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you, made, you made me laugh because of the yeah, smiling yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, basically, just the, the good session musicians. I just ask them what makes them good. Yeah, pretty much, and also how they get through their own hurdles. Um, with music, because you music do guitar therapy, general? yeah, yeah, uh, music therapy, music yeah. therapy. How does that work? Like, what are you doing there? Um, well, pretty much. Um, so this is the serious part of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's well, the most interesting part of our podcast? <laughs> We're talking about chord size. Like, yeah, I know. yeah. Okay, so it's a couple of millimeters up from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, basically. Um, so you've said a couple of things to me about different situations, um, that not necessarily you, but whatever. So, so people might come with, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, sometimes head injuries, sometimes life situations, and you just use music as a way to sort of get through to them. So yeah, um, that could be through lyric writing. Sometimes music, like when you get them relaxed, it's sort of you evokes kind of different emotional states so so you know how you you were talking about dreams before yeah so as soon as you started talking about that dream with your dog straight away I started thinking about what that means so oh, that's still in there and you're listening very intently yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. I looked at you in there I was like uh, yeah yeah, 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 no, yeah no, like, what is this you talking about yeah yeah no as soon as you started talking about it it's straight away my mind started thinking what it meant for you yeah but you know i knew you're doing your own thing so i didn't intervene yeah but basically you know that, that situation is always symbolic of some something's happening um and so so when you put on music like whatever is evoked sort of spontaneously um is relevant to the person um and so you can kind of dialogue with you know what that means and yeah you know. it's funny because sometimes when i come to sessions like um, when you're teaching me and you'll know where I'm shitty and not, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, one time you've said to me, you're like, you know, I know you're in a bad mood today, so we won't push that. And yeah. I'll be like, oh, okay. So Jeremy <laughs> picks up on like my moods and stuff. Mm. Like he'd be like, oh, you, you seem real shitty or ticked off today, so we yeah. won't do. And then we just, I think we just jam, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, I actually don't say a fair bit of what I see. Like, like, I won't necessarily say that unless I think you can receive it because yeah. there's some people that say, fuck you, mate. I'm yeah. not shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can pretty much say anything. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, yeah, so it's basically, um, like, it's kind of like counselling, but you're sort of using music as a way to kind of get through. So the way you were talking about your dreams, mm. it's like your dreams, none of those symbols are random, like, they actually mean something. And, like, you don't necessarily fundamentally know what that means, but that means something in itself, yeah. So... So do you have a bit of a psychology background or anything like that? Yeah, so originally psychology, then I went into music and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. So you got your whole degree in psychology or? Yeah, I did a arts and psychology. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just think he's making it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> to the three or four people out there. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, awesome. That's pretty cool, but because it gives such a good common ground that you can start on mm. with music, mm. and everyone loves music. It's sweet, yeah. man. And also, it's interesting because like all these different areas sort of intersect kind of pretty fluently. Like, you know, like you have to, you can't separate the person from learning music. Um, and like in the studio, like everyone comes with their, as you know, like when you're recording. You know, like it's not just a technical thing. Like yeah. you come with your interpretation of the song, um, and so so whether it's music therapy, teaching, or like performing, like that person comes with the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So. So well, yeah. So where pretty, do you do it mostly though? You know how you always say I'm out music therapy. Like where do you go? Um, just nursing homes and um, psychiatric hospitals. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, right. So you see pretty seriously people people that are really in need of it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like like probably well, they've been hospitalised and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. People people on the fringes. Like I have some people who come here, um, and you see it incidentally come up in recording sessions and with with teaching. But in in teaching and recording sessions, you can't sort of intervene too much. So even though I said to you, oh, you seem in a shitty mood today, like like I said, I might only say 5% of what I perceive. Yeah. And what I perceive is not 100% correct, but often you get a vibe, but, you know, like people have come to record a song or come to teach. They haven't come to do therapy, so. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I'd be like, I've paid 35 bucks to learn, motherfucker, not listen to you talk. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you yeah, know, if, yeah. Like, you're like what you were saying, if you're like starting to talk about like... Uh, it's about the CrossFit stuff. No, no, no. I'm talking about if you d- don't don't yeah, do like therapy and, talk, and, you know, yeah, they yeah, might yeah, say something right. like that. You know. Yeah, and not just that. Like, yeah. um, you know, like you may not be ready to go there. Yeah. So you may know that this situation really pisses you off, but you you know you may not be ready to kind of broach that subject, kind of thing. So it might take you another six, twelve months of pain dealing with that before you think oh fuck I better deal with this yeah Yeah. so but but I mean normally you can kind of you know just kind of get a sense and you know feel you know like you and I talk quite a bit so like it's usually okay so um, you can sort of feel out where kind of people are at yeah Yeah. (laughs) where's Pete at (laughs) (laughs) totally gone (laughs) past the point of no return like, given that you guys have been talking 50 minutes, I'm pretty sure Pete's not listening at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're saying you're more of a bass. Like, if you were to be in a band, you'd be the bass guitarist. No, no, guitarist. Yeah, like lead. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, no, yeah, guitar, yeah. I wouldn't play bass. Like, oh, you said a Brenton bass. <laughs> no, I was playing bass for for this track. Oh, okay. But like any serious track, yeah, like yeah. I play bass for your stuff because yeah. the bass player you use charges 150 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance you're going to pay for that, <laughs> right? But he's way better than I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, the, you would barely perceive a difference, yeah. and you're not going to pay that anyway. No, so. <laughs> Pretty right. What? How, 150 bucks? Like yeah, yeah. For, 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 one, for, for one song, like considering that what you paid, 50 bucks for lesson or, yeah. or whatever, there's no chance you're going to pay for that. Yeah. No, that's right. Um, but he kicks my ass. Yeah. 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 But, but I mean, like for my stuff, I always use him. Um, but yeah, but only probably 10%, 10 or 15% of my clients use him. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't want to pay that. Yeah. And he won't drop in price. I've asked him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because most clients don't want to pay that. Well, when you're good, you're good. Mm. That's right. He's awesome. Yeah. And, and then got, that, sounds like you yeah. just got some stingy clients. And you got a vi <laughs> violinist friend, or do you just pay her? Uh, there's two. Uh, I had one violinist that I've been that guy that you heard before. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's that? You mentioned violinist. So I just say, do you pay her? Like, it's <laughs> a chick. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you pay all of them. No, but I'm saying like I said her, like I should have said do you pay, like made, I don't, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. That it was a girl playing the violin. Yeah. No, well, well that guy, well that was a guy. Yeah. Um, but there's another girl um, who's pretty good in Brisbane, so I've been using a Sydney guy, who's that guy, and this girl's pretty good. Um, I've only used her once, well I haven't used her directly, but I've heard her once, so I've got to hear her a few times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the great things about the studio is you just... I, I get to hang around with amazing musicians, yeah. Like who, in all honesty, kick my ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, like when you play beside them on a CD, like it just, it makes you sound that good as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's great. It's, I, I don't know if it's the same for you when you interview these guys, Jarrell or whoever they are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jarrell and Badger and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like, oh, like, yeah, like, like to I'm me, talking. some of these guys that I'm, Get in the studio like a deaf. Yeah. I don't know if they're on the same level with you, but, oh, yeah, well, but like, some of these guys are better than me for sure. Yeah, when we interviewing Gerald, some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, oh, that's sweet. Like some of the stuff he was talking about when he talking about like what Darren Lockyer said to him in the first game and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah. that's stuff that some people wouldn't know, you know. I, so it's I like, think are you yeah. talking a bit more about when you're surround yourself with people that you sort of lift your performance. To, to their level sort of thing is that what you're getting at yeah yeah, yeah. like I'm talking about more about skill like oh, yeah. like for example some of the session guys I have in here like a lot of students for example you probably wouldn't notice but they kick my ass um, but I don't I don't know if Jarrell's modest Jeremy modest <laughs> he's a humble man <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I don't know if Jarrell's on the same level as you or not like, like, like with footy actually footy yeah yeah he's, he's well above me yeah. is he yeah he's yeah. a player because he, he would have been like one of the greatest like if he he kept playing, he would have been one of the best wingers to wow. play. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he was in his second year, he debuted at like that was when he he made it to Broncos, and then in that in his breakout year, he he debuted Queensland and Australia that year. Wow. And and he every debut he had, he scored a try. Wow. And he was wow. just yeah, he would have been one of the best if he kept injury free. Really. Yeah. 
He so it was just his ankle injury. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you know, you hear of like Wendell Saylor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would have been like Wendell Saylor. Like he would have probably wow. been a one club man. Would have stayed at the Broncos, hopefully, mm. and then just and then just kept yeah, just kept playing Queensland and Australia, and just would have kept his spot. Wow. Yeah. So so what happened with that? Like he so, he kept on breaking the same ankle. Yeah, he, no, he no, snapped he his one injury. One injury. So yep. he snapped yep. his leg over yep. in Western Australia. They yep. played one game over there. It was pissing down rain. Mm-hmm. The ground was so soft. So when he came down and landed, it just snapped. Right. And then it was like an injury that that they had multiple operations on, and then he just couldn't get it right to run on again and stuff like that. And he tried coming back a couple of times, and he just couldn't. Like he's, Really? Yeah, so he'll walk with a limp the rest of his life. Really? Just from yeah. one incident? Yeah, yeah, one incident. Just yeah. ruined his career, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So did you ask him... Um, like I haven't been through the whole transcript. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but did you ask him how he kind of dealt with that? Yeah, well, we... So he he had he had he said that he had and we should have asked him this when he was on, but he had mad ups and downs. Like he had like deep like depression and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, and I think he's on the other side of it now. But um, yeah, he definitely says that he had depression, and you know, obviously uh, it's he's crazy, on, right? on painkillers and You're he's on top of the world. Yeah, it's that's right. Gone. He was like the top, hmm. and then he's just crashing down, and like especially like going from that and then it's, this year was like the first year where or this year or last year where Wayne Bennett was like oh you, we don't want you travelling with us and stuff anymore so he's wow. not like really a part of the boys so I don't know it would have been better for him to say this but <laughs> yeah. we're just yeah. speculating yeah that's <laughs> right but yeah so he, he has like a job at the Broncos always like so does that's like what? yeah just so does like Justin Hodges and stuff but um but like doing what? Oh, he'd be doing like, um, I don't know what he's doing. He does media. He does a bit of media. He does like... We probably should have asked him. Yeah, <laughs> desk jockey work, I think. He does like a bit of like... I think he does a lot of promotional stuff yeah. too. So like, I, so like you go to the Broncos on a Friday night, he's always out in the middle talking, like talking before the game and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. They're like, Jarrell, how do you think today tonight's game's going to go, you know? So so he does a lot of that stuff. He's really good in front of... Like he's, he's confident in front of a camera and stuff okay. now. Yeah, so... So did you ask him like how he dealt with that emotionally? <laughs> well, I think we just talked too much shit. Yeah, we didn't really. Yeah, it was funny because I was really interested to hear, but oh, I, yeah. I didn't want you to interfe- you know interfere with your interview. Yeah. But I was really inter- interested to hear sort of because I was aware that like he must have you know like come from like a, such a high yeah. and such a low, and like how he kind of you know translated that in his life. Yeah. Yeah, true. And he said he'll come back on this podcast, so we'll get him again. We can yeah, ask, yeah. you know, we can, <laughs> we can actually properly interview yeah, yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> Instead yeah. of just talking about Steve going overseas and getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, and it is something that it's, it'd be interesting to see what it, you know, how he yeah, dealt with that too, yeah. because a lot of people deal with that stuff on like a lower level than what that would have been, like an extreme high to extreme low. But like, yeah. even... It's funny, the same time that that kind of happened, a guy in my Queensland Cup team snapped his leg the same way and he got back from it because the surgery went well and stuff like okay. that. But they compared it at the time to Gerald's snap. Mm. But he got back because just... And it's like, you know, it's just those things. It, it healed up better. He got running again quicker. He could change direction quicker. Yeah, and yeah. He got back to footy. Yeah, yeah. And he was a, he was a with it. But he obviously he lost a bit of speed, but he still could play footy again. Where Gerald, 
but not saying Gerald's not going to play footy again for the West Michie uh, <laughs> team 2017. But um, yeah, but he. Oh uh, really? Yeah, he's going. He's going because he wants to play again with Keenan, his brother. Yeah, and so Keenan was in my team last year. That so we, how old is he? Gerald's 20, same age as Elise, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's how old is Elise? So Gerald's 26. Oh really? Okay, so still yeah. pretty young. Yeah, still pretty young. Yeah, because because football is sort of. Early thirties mm. is retirement. He's twenty seven this year. Yeah, I just had. So he's still got another. I just had to do that math on my fingers. <laughs> so he's still got another seven or eight years. Would you say? Yeah, he would have. Yeah. No, but like if he goes to Mitchelton or whatever. Oh yeah, he'd just play one year with his brother, and then he'd like he'd only be doing it to play with his brother. Oh okay, so yeah. it's just a fuck around. Thing. Yeah. 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 So yeah, and then he would do that, and then because um, Keen and his younger brother is a good footy player too, but he just never put in the time or the effort. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. They all play too many video games, I think. <laughs> I never got into video games. No, me neither. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> it's funny what you're saying before about how when you're around people that are way better at a certain skill than you, how you sort of lift your performance. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Yeah. I, I find that a lot with like with racing and stuff like that. Like where I was very fortunate to fall into a group of guys that are are really good people and off-road like, cartel yeah the guys shut out yeah so have a look at their stuff they have a clothing company it's called off-road cartel and you can find them on www.offroadcartelclothing.com.au sponsorship but, um, podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sponsors I think that's about our 50th one we've lifted up today okay but, so um, motherfuckers are still listening <laughs> yeah but um no like and they're awesome bunch of dudes and they're all really driven and it's it definitely changed my perspective on things and so, and so racing yeah with with off-road racing so like what sort of racing off-road racing so it's like uh cars and buggies and stuff like okay. that yeah um and you just it's it's like it's kind of like rally i suppose but a lot rougher yeah yeah and um but yeah and it sort of definitely made me drive a lot harder to do what i want to do you know you just got to get off your ass and work for it yeah yeah stop so do what you want to do in terms of in terms of racing and well just in terms of general staff too yeah you know i think being around you know you, you read the bloody inspirational quotes and crap like that all the time but it's it, i think it's very true to surround yourself with people um that you know that improve your way of life you know and, yeah yeah that motivates you and keep you keep you positive you know yeah yeah so what's your line of work? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, true. Like, I'm, if I'm not nervous on a football field, I won't be. I'm not playing my best. If I, yeah. I, I need to be nervous that whole time. Yeah. Oh really? I, well, yeah. I, I always feel like I don't want to be letting someone down. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll play at my best. Yeah. Okay. You know, if I'm just chilled and relaxed, I might cruise a bit. You know, but like okay. when I've got better players around me and I know I got to play as good as they are, that's what when you play the best. Mm. I'm exactly the same. If you're on the start line of a race and you're not a bit nervous, there's something mm. wrong. You know, you're either going to crash or yeah. you're not going to be fast. So yeah, yeah, right. Just because you're so there's sort of there's a certain sort of edge there. Yeah, Definitely. it's yeah. got to be like yeah, it's that it's that confident nervous edge. I reckon it's like yeah, a right. X Y 
um, access that you got to yeah. do, you know? Like, I love it too. Yeah, yeah, and if you're not like, because I've, I've played games where I haven't been nervous at all for the game, I play like shit. Is this for a, the American team? Oh, just any team. Like, I play like a club level like state level and there's got to be a different level of shitting yourself but when you're on a world cup stage doesn't there like or oh, is it still the same it's still the same like it's it's still the same like when you're playing the the only thing that's different is i'm playing with better players around me that's you don't think about the opposition i don't i never think about that i always think about letting my team down yeah, yeah, you never think about the you know yeah, because yeah. the opposition i just got to worry about my team yeah, if yeah. we play well it doesn't matter how well they play yeah you yeah, know because yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna beat them anyway but um but yeah but it's that's that's what i worry about is letting my teammates down and when it, it doesn't matter at any level of that you know you don't want to let your teammates down so we were, were you ever sort of too relaxed with the american side no no i was yeah. stressed the whole time. <laughs> to the max. yeah like so i was stressing so i was like i was, was really like switched on the whole time yeah you know? yeah so so was there ever too much like no, it's never too because you enjoy it still. Yeah, yeah. You know, I enjoy being like, and because after the game when you finish and and it's just like, oh, it's relief. You know, you can then you can chill out. Yeah, you know, yeah. And you chill, Lily. and then and then you chill out better because you, yeah. you've been on such a high tension yeah. platform that you're just like, oh, this is sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, because with music, I mean, there's some situation. Even though I love music, there's some situation that's still. I'd be probably too stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah so, okay. so with the American side, it's good that you did. You never got to that level. Yeah. No, you're never too stressed. Because if you're too stressed, you're not enjoying it. And you only play sport to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Well, same as music. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. And then if you're not enjoying it, why would you do it? So... Too stressed? Are you talking about Jeremy? Like too stressed to the point where you start making mistakes? Yeah, yeah. And you start oh, to it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. would have been, you a know, lot like, of times. I, like... And pretty much every student I have here is in that... In that category, yeah, like where they they still they still enjoy it, but it's like they're trying to perform rather than just kind of yep. play it. Yeah, do you reckon that's a confidence thing? Like if you turned around and just backed yourself and just went, okay, dickhead, get this fucking right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and like most people, I mean, you probably know yourself. Like it's like you know that really, what does this? It's matter? a bit of anxiety though that yeah, comes yeah. over you. Like when you, you like you know that this really doesn't matter, but. Like, I want to show them that, yeah. like, I've done something in the week or whatever. Like, yeah, that's um, right. That's what it is. It's like, if you've practiced during the week, I want to show you that I've practiced. Where yeah. Jeremy's like, are you just anxious because it's in front of me? And I was like, no, I don't care about you. Like, <laughs> I'm not like, it's not like you're a normal teacher where I'm like, oh, i got to show it, you know? But it's like, I'm still anxious because I didn't do my homework. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still got that bit of like, and it's probably more when I've practiced heaps because I want to show that ability, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. where that's when I'm so... That's Lily, piss off. We've got a dog loose in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, go away. Um, yeah, it's a funny thing, though, because, I mean, that sort of early conditioning with, you know, like, you've got to impress the teacher, like, I mean, different situations, you just think, you know, you see yourself kind of trying to impress the teacher. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't make any sense, but it's just like, you know, like from an early age, it's like, you've got to make the teacher happy. And so, yeah. I mean, you know, intellectually, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But you still find yourself getting nervous in dumb situations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Brenton went to a good guitar teacher. 
when he was younger. <laughs> what was his name? Jerry probably knows him. Oh, I don't want to name him on the podcast now because he's that famous. But um, I can't actually remember. He lives around the corner from you. Fernie Hills. Um, oh, is that the guy you went to? No, I've never. No, that, I went to thing. I remember. Is it, is I it went Bundy? to Travis. Um, oh, the guy. Um, Guitar yeah, yeah. Rescue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, nah, he went to Bundy. Bundy? Yeah. Uh, I think Al oh, Bundy. I can't Bundy remember. Oh, yeah. No, Al Bundy's off the fucking. <laughs> married with children. <laughs> yeah. Al <laughs> <laughs> married with children. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't bite. No, but, yeah, I went to it and it just put me off it. Like, I love guitar and I, I tried to play a couple of times, but this guy just ruined it. He was like, Yeah, right. I was like, growing up, I was a fat kid, so I didn't have a lot of confidence. And um, he, I went into this guitar lesson and it was like my first one. And he was just like, he was like, okay, you play this. And it was like two, like two <laughs> fucking strings. It was like, ding, 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 ding. And then he was like, <laughs> like just yeah. melting faces. So he'd be like, the music like, we're making? I was like, yeah, 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 what yeah. the fuck's the point of this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just doing this boring dun, shit. Dun, 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 yeah, it was like so, Jingle Bells or something fucking stupid like that. So, and then so he's like, was, it, was he kind of showing off a bit? Yeah. 100%. Lily, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, fuck off, cunt. <laughs> okay, now, now third third time podcast is made. Yeah, yeah. You guys are fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got no chance. Mm. But definitely, it was just like, I was like, I don't understand what the go is here. Like, I think I went to three lessons and I just chucked it in. I was like, this is shit. You know, I'm not getting anything that I want out of this. So, yeah. so like... Like, did you think that he was kind of showing off too much and you, I just, didn't, you didn't feel valued? Or? Yeah, I think I was kind of like, I'm just paying you so you can just shred guitar yeah. over the top <laughs> of my really, really, really fucking basic rhythm guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in other words, the lesson was all about him. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It was yeah. more about him being a rock star. Yeah, than yeah, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> this that's, is how awesome you could be, kid, but you're fucking never yeah, going to be. <laughs> to me, that's kind of bad on a couple levels. Like, yeah. basically, he's not... You're paying him for a service, yeah. and he's saying, forget that. Yeah. And also, it's all about him. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, pretty, I reckon, I think when people start off, they can be a bit like that, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's not very good. Well, he wasn't <laughs> starting off. He was really old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're still doing that after a while, it's a bit of worry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll have to pick it back up at Tall Tree Studios. Oh, you picked up the guitar pretty late, though, didn't you, Jeremy? Like, yeah, yeah. I was probably 18, yeah. Yeah. See, that is late. Yeah. But uh, pretty much for me, um, like within a week, it was like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like almost straight away, it was like, a, I, so when I, when I was at school, like I, I was pretty into sport like you and like I really enjoyed that. But like when I picked up a guitar, I was like, this is just, this is, feels totally different to, any, oh, yeah. to anything I'd experienced. Yeah. And you've got those long ass fingers too, which are good. Yeah, I do, but like I've seen players with short fingers, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, oh. um, look, I just think I was born to do it, yeah. which is not to say that other people aren't more talented. But it's for me personally, this is my thing. Yeah, definitely have an edge over a normal. <laughs> no, it's just like it just feels like um, I'm trying to think about where I can cram a gig into my life. Yeah, yeah. and like like literally, I don't know. You know, like I'm talking to you guys at eight o'clock at Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm sitting dressed like this, like yeah. you know, like like I've talking had, to steaks. Yeah, like I've had eight James Bows. <laughs> but it's just like for me, it's like this is awesome. Like, yeah. you know, like it's not work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, 100%. yeah, um, yeah. So it's just yeah, like to me, playing guitar is so good. Yeah, yeah. 
Have you done any gigs or anything? Like, have you played live for anyone? Um, oh, look, I've done lots of gigs. Um, <laughs> well, have, you, have you ever played? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, I saw it out there at the Damon Centre a couple of times. <laughs> have you heard Mary Had a Little <laughs> I know fucking Jingle Bells. <laughs> yeah, can you fun. play it well? Thanks, Bundy. <laughs> yeah. you fuck. Can you play it well, though? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> not uh, Tall Trees well. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to gig quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the last sort of seven or eight yeah the, the last sort of bunch of years i haven't gigged as a income thing like because yeah. i've been doing the studio and music therapy and other stuff um what the fuck what a stupid question <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, it doesn't matter yeah but, but i mean like feels basic- like <laughs> get out of my house <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, like I, I'm sure I could be offended by that, but unfortunately I've been offended much. <laughs> like it doesn't really rate in offence. I'm offended you guys are here at eight o'clock on a Sunday night. <laughs> My daughter's upstairs. We're trying to have quality time with yeah. her. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I've done a shitload of gigs. Yeah. Um, and I'm funnily enough looking to just. Is that still working? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, funnily enough, looking to still gig a little bit. Yep. Um, just want to check if we're still on there. <laughs> yeah. We've run out of time. We've just been fucking talking. <laughs> yeah. With headphones on. Oh shit, I forgot to press play. Yeah, so, so the mouse pad, if you just like touch it, it should still be saying something. Yeah, it looks like it's still working. Yeah, it is. Um, We've been going for... Oh, it I'd say it's probably an hour and 20 minutes. Hour and 30? I can't see. Uh, it's at the top. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, look, I'm. I went through a phase where I was doing three or four gigs a week for three or four years. Yep. Um, actually, maybe maybe ten years. Um, Did you have to travel a fair bit for that? Not really. Like just around Brisbane. Yep. Um, and yeah, so basically, I played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I taught guitar. Yep. Um, and now my life has more transitioned into more music therapy, teaching, and studio. I probably gig three or four times a year. Yep. Like just someone asked me to do it. It's a fun sort of thing. Yeah, someone asked me to do a party or something. Um, I kind of, because um, I'm loving guitar so much at the moment, like I'm just thinking I'd love to just do one one a month or one a week or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've sort of put a few feelers out there. Nothing's come back yet. You can come to my house on a Friday night, mate, and play So we'll just see what happens. Like, it's one of those things I think, can I fit this into my life? Yeah. And, and it's sort of like, oh, I'm not too sure if I can. Um, but... It may time if you want to do it. Yeah, it? but like, it's it's just like, it's like this. It's like, yeah. it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, yeah, not digging that much at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'd love to do something every now and then, yeah. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so I was just saying, we can just come to my place on Friday night and just, yeah, I'll pay. And probably Christians as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so religion. Yeah, yeah. So what do I think about religion? Okay, so the way I think about that is... Um, so when I was walking upstairs to get another James Bogue, I thought about this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, the way I think about that is like, so 
when you and I um, have lessons, um, you know, we talk about CrossFit, we talk about all this stuff, that, you know, diets, you know, like low carb, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, like it's sort of like we connect at a certain level. Um, and like, so I'm not, you know, like, so I watch the state of origin, I'm thinking, you know, like that guy's fat or like I'm, I'm thinking about it purely from like a, like a performance diet point of view and you're thinking about it from a different point of view. Yeah. Um, like you messaged me during the yeah, origin. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And like, I'm aware of the fact that this is fucking annoying. So I was getting messages from you yeah, and yeah. Jerry. Oh yeah. And yeah. I was like, were we talking as well? Was that origin? No, no, no. We were talking? Oh, no, it's a different night. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. So, so when I'm, when I'm texting you, like I'm thinking about it from a different point of view, but like we connect at that level. And so like our lessons don't feel like work to me either at all. Like I love it. Um, so I think that like basically the essence is that we connect at some level. And the problem with religion sometimes is that people like have a concept of what's right and what's wrong. And then another group has a concept of what's right and what's wrong and then so that divides them yeah and when the actuality is that the feeling connection you have with something is what i think of as god um and what i think of as connects us as people you know and so but then people get caught up kind of in the details so it's kind of like saying so like you like a tiny like your solo music is pretty similar to mine but like if I got caught up in your music's wrong, mine's right, it wouldn't be fun. Yeah. But but I just feel like your love for it is the same as my love for it. It's just the details are different. And that's where I kind of think religion fucks up because people think, oh, this, you know. They've got to follow that exact story. Yeah, when, to- when it's kind of like, like I can I feel a connection with this, you feel a connection with that. And fighting over the details is missing the point because it's like, let's say, for example, you love blues and I can feel it when you come here. Like, to me, that's what I love. And so I play more country. But, like, if, if I ignored the fact that I can feel that connection and just got caught up with the fact that I like country and you like blues, that, that would be a waste because then I couldn't feel that thing. And so that's kind of what I think about it, that people miss the point of religion is that connection to God kind of thing, but it's kind of like a more universal thing. And it's not about what's, to me, like when they get caught up with what's right or wrong, that fucks up as well, because that's not, that's not the point of it. Like it's, but it's kind of like that connection to something deeper than yourself um, or the tangibles in life. Um, So like, I think, and so I'm not really a Christian kind of guy, but like when there's Christian people out there and they have that kind of feeling for Christianity or love for it, then I relate to that through music. And then I feel connected to them, yeah. like for the way they talk about it. But if I were to take a different approach, well, you know, like I don't go to church or anything. So if I start to think about them, that's in a literal way, that would fuck up my connection. Mm-hmm. So... So in a way, my love of music is no different from someone going to church on Sunday, yeah. even though I don't go to church. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah and and i've experienced that in the studio so basically like i'll have people come in here and do hard rock you know heavy metal stuff that i've never listened to and yet the way they talk about it is so awesome um and i think wow that's so cool you know yep. and they love the trees and the koalas and the vibe here and i think isn't that funny like they they love everything i love is this just, you see koalas here or a little bit about yeah. once every six months yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not much but is his name steve <laughs> <laughs> steve <laughs> um yeah yeah not much kangaroo's not much either but um but you know but basically my concept of you know i've heard people come here doing punk rock metal and i never would have expected them to talk about stuff like that yeah um and that's been a kind of a nice surprise but it's kind of reminded me that that the essence is kind of the same it's sort of like you love that thing and the actual whether it's you know hard rock metal blues or or buddhism christianity like to me it's all the same yeah you love football i love football to me that's what it's about yeah you get something out of buddhism me I too get something out of my religion yeah like i get something out of christianity or meditation or or going for a run it's the same thing yeah, yeah. so i think it, it misses basically i think that's a it that to me that's not about feeling positive that's just about that's the, the fundamental about it it's like like you know how you said to me that like um when you do CrossFit, you think of nothing else. To me, that's the same. No, you, th- you just think of nothing. That's yeah, what yeah. Because like, you don't think of nothing. Like when you're smashing yourself that hard, you don't think. Of yeah, anything. yeah, and and that's why I'm so like that's why I connect with you because yeah. it's like, like it's almost like when I do that stuff, that exercise stuff, it's like, like my mind finally shuts up, and like I get that kind of oneness that I never would have expected, kind of in a gym, in a vanity vest. Like, so, you know, like, but, but that's the reality. It's like my mind shuts up and I just feel complete peace. And to me, that's the same thing, whether it's meditation, Buddhism, Christianity, um, you know, like it doesn't matter what religion it's like when you feel connected to the universe and if people sort of the divisiveness with religion is just like they're getting too caught up in the details. Yeah. And, and in the same way that if people think, you know, you see some people say jazz is better than this. That's just all being blues and whatever. That's just like, that's kind of missing the point. Yeah. And and it's their loss because they don't, you know, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than the specifics. Yeah. Deep. <laughs> Deep on a Yeah, yeah. Like. I think, yeah, I think it's anything that you find that you that you genuinely love doing It's is when you feel like that, I think. Like, yeah. if you're genuinely interested in and you just fucking love it, like, mm. I love being in race cars. And it's the same for me. Like, if I'm racing or if I'm in a race car, it's just, there's nothing else going on in your head. Yeah, it's yeah. It's all about that. Exactly. There's and no room for anything else going on in yeah, your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, um, yeah. Yeah, because basically your life depends on it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So is that your big thing, is it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I also relate to training as well. Yeah. Um, If I don't get enough training in, I start getting a bit cuckoo. So do you do the same stuff as Christian? He trains at Mitchie, yeah. Yeah, so... Like, so you're into CrossFit as well? Oh, yeah. I'm into training hard, yeah, for sure. (laughs) No, but but do you do CrossFit? Yeah, Yeah. he does, yeah. So we we both do CrossFit, but we we say, like... The only reason we do CrossFit is because of the gym that we're at. Yeah. So the Phil Cosgrove, who owns our gym, mm-hmm. that's the only reason we do CrossFit. 
Otherwise, we would just yeah, circuit probably... train, you know, anywhere else. But the our gym, like, draws us to it, you know? Like, it, it's, uh, we do CrossFit. We, we're not big on the whole CrossFit thing, what like uh, the cult. Okay. You know, but we, we're big on the way that they, that we're big on the, the training scheme of it, you know, but the whole... I, it, yeah, it's it's tricky one. Like, I love it, and it's it's a brilliant... Like, what they've done for the fitness industry is excellent, but I sort of, yeah, I don't... I, like, I think Freddie, what Freddie's trying to say is we don't really drink the Kool-Aid. Like, you know, I love it for what it is. And because and of the gym that we train at. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the, and, our, and the guy that tells us what, like, what to do, he knows so much about everything that he's telling you. That that's why, yeah, you know, that's why you, you train so hard. What's your reservations about CrossFit? Oh, it's about the people that do it wrong. You know, like, there's so many people out there that own CrossFit affiliates and stuff like that, and they do it totally wrong. And like they, like they, technique or... Everything. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They, they don't know. They don't have an idea. You can do a weekend course and be a CrossFit coach. Oh, That's okay. what's wrong about it, you know? I had people in my CrossFit uh, course that I did my CERT 1, CERT is it? One. Yeah. yeah, CERT 1, CrossFit affiliate course or whatever. And they're like, who hasn't been in a CrossFit gym? Three people put their hand up. Like, are you fucking kidding? You're at this fucking course to get a certified to run your own gym. You haven't been in a CrossFit gym. They're like, yeah, we haven't. And that's what's wrong with it. So basically, whoever sort of... Pays get, the, yeah, whoever it, pays the money to do the cert certificate, yeah. they can open their own gym. Okay, so, so basically it sounds like from the top, you know, there's a stream of income coming through. Oh, definitely. And they get made most of their incomes through those certificates. Yeah, and so there's like no quality control. Yeah, there. and so you got CrossFit Normal. So you got Normal CrossFit certificates. Yeah. Then you got CrossFit Gymnastics, CrossFit Football, CrossFit um, Weightlifting. You got CrossFit Cert 2, CrossFit Cert 3. It's, it's a smartly marketed business. But is your like sort of reservations to do with that or is it more just a basic, like, like, like you know, with Pete, like... If you mention you know CrossFit, it's just like yeah. Well, a lot of people that say oh CrossFit's just shit, there are a lot of people that don't want to train hard anyway. So go fuck yourselves. You know, <laughs> like that. A lot of people that bag out CrossFit in the way that they train. Yeah, yeah. Is those I was gonna say the F bomb just then, but <laughs> is those guys that go down? They do like lat pull downs down at your and bicep curls. your twenty four hour gyms. You know, yeah, bicep yeah. curls in the squat rack, shit like that. You mean like really wussy stuff? Yeah, just like yeah. they don't want to train hard anyway, so they oh, bag okay. out. They bag out CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think yeah, and and then like you know, if you're in the right environment, the right CrossFit gym, it's very good. They're very beneficial. You know, I've yeah, never yeah. played better footy than than I've have without crossfit you know like yeah, yeah. me training the style i like sh- following the crossfit program yeah yeah. i played way better footy i've been yeah. so much fitter on the field yeah yeah because you have to be don't yeah you? that's right and but, and and but the thing is that like but still i you know we could do that me and brett could do that at the same gym when it's called the um the panthers barbell club without ha- it having the crossfit tag because the coach, the head coach and their Phil, because he's going to bring that out of you anyway, you yeah, know, without yeah. the CrossFit label. So, so but basically, it's, it's having a good coach. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's, what, that, that's what the problem is. People think that, that it's because it's one, it's, it's, a, got it's a, a bunch of things under one public, universal yeah. name, you know, yeah, which is yeah. a bad thing, I don't think. I think you should, like, if to be a CrossFit affiliate, you should have more than a weekend course, mm. you know, because there's guys out there like Phil who put in like years and years of work into their trade 
of being able to tell people yeah, how to he, live properly he's put years and stuff. Into mastering his craft and and, then and he's, he's under the same label than than a person that's done a weekend course is pretty stupid you know yeah. that's what i mean out of it like that's but, but it's probably like i'm not sure if that's the issue though is it because i mean like if it, like i mean I, I have no experience with this but i but just judging by what i see on the internet and talking to Pete and whatever. Yeah. Like it's more the image of yeah. a bunch of douchebags. Well, that, that's it. But Pete likes to say that. But taking to Pete, for example, he's... he's Get him, Pete. Fuck you. Pete, you're one of those douchebags that doesn't train hard. So yeah, like, yeah. You, can't, you can't call out people that are tra- but, trying to train hard. Uh, so, so some of the comments I've heard is like, oh, you know, they've got a shirt on. Yeah. Like, you know, they're posy wankers. Yeah, well, I'll take my shirt off. Like a, down at the gym, I'll take my shirt off, but yeah. that's because I'm I'm really hot. I'll put it straight back on after I work out usually. Yeah, and then but yeah, see, I'll, I'll always give him shit about it too because uh, yeah. I haven't taken my yeah, because some always don't, and and like I'll you know I'll it's it's funny because even I'd said to Red at the start of summer, I was like I'm gonna try to not take my shirt off this year. Then it gets a bit hot and I'm I'm ripped it off straight away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um. But yeah, that that does come into it a bit, and especially, and that's what I mean with the heading of CrossFit. Like, people love to let people know that they do CrossFit, and that's yeah, where I yeah. think the accessories and the shirts off yeah, and that yeah. kind of stuff comes into it. Like the knee guards and yeah. the wrist straps and the ankle straps and and like weight belts. People wearing weight belts when they're like warming up. Like <laughs> I only wear a weight belt, like a, a like a back protector. What you are you talking about? You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Like a, yeah, a yeah. big leathery belt. I only yeah, wear so that. So if you're doing chin ups, whatever. Oh, no, no, I mean, like, if I'm doing a deadlift and I'm wearing, like, a belt to help yeah, yeah. me support my back. So I'll only wear that when I'm going for one rep maxes. Yeah, I yeah. won't wear that in training because I think if you wear that in training, it's just teaching your body to be, like... Dependent on that belt. Dependent on that belt. So I won't wear it while I'm, I'm like, working out. And a lot of people, they'll wear it when they're doing Metcons and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Metcons, yeah, it? metabolic conditioners. So, oh, really? <laughs> so, CrossFit's really big on abbreviations as well. So, yeah, they yeah, abbreviate okay. the fuck out of everything. Yeah. Well, like, like I would have thought, I any exercise is a metcon, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah but, you know, you got CrossFit terms. <laughs> You're right, Jeremy. And people use CrossFit terms all the time. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah but it's different because it's CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because one of my really good mates, um, I lived with over in France, Jeff Moats. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> he um he, he he put up a post during the week and he said fuck crossfit because i'm doing deadlifts in a gym and i'm wearing i think he said i'm wearing like he might have been wearing like um knee guards or something he goes doesn't mean i fucking do crossfit you guys can't like label that you know doing deadlifts in a gym like it's because everyone considers like now that who Olympic lifts or does any yeah. kind of specific lifting like a real good squat or a, or a deadlift and stuff that's CrossFit based you know mm. it's, yeah but I mean like, like, like I'm not sure if this is the case but I mean maybe some of the fanaticism is sort of like what we've talked about where like it's 100% because people treat some people treat CrossFit it's their religion you know yeah yeah and getting back to what I was saying earlier is I definitely need to train because I find myself like you've got to have that thing that keeps you grounded and just sort of you know you you clear your head and you yeah. you, know, you get back to zero and keep going so mm. I need to do that every day because even my boss will go man 
you're fucking up at work. Like, what's going on? You're not yourself, blah, blah, blah. And my wife will say the same shit. She'll just go, you just gonna need to go and train because you're just yeah, being yeah. a dickhead. Because yeah, I'll, be, yeah. I'll be angry or something like that and I'll just be, I'll just be, you know, blowing up about stupid crap and she'll just go, you just need to get the fuck out of the house <laughs> and go and do something else to, you know. I think it definitely keeps me, you know, zeroes me and... and yeah, yeah keeps me focused on what I want to do and also because we do so much other shit outside of work like Christian and I and you know with so you're pretty ev- busy. everything all this yeah like I'm never at home and blah 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 but um, you know because we, we you know we work hard and we try and make a go of everything I think that you need that's when you really need it even more you need that one yeah, yeah. thing to zero your back yeah, so yeah. you can stay focused on all the other stuff that you're trying to do yeah yeah know? it's like humbling like you need stuff to humble you that's what I always think mm. so like when I do a, a workout that totally fucks me I'm like oh you know you can't even though you, if you could compare it to someone else that did it that day but I compare it to just like how how fucked I am off that workout and I'm yeah. like oh it like humbles you yeah like, yeah oh yeah. You yeah, know? yeah well like, like I think that's why I found it really interesting um cause you know like, like just to get back to the deep stuff um so basically, this like, podcast is Jeremy <laughs> Williams and CrossFit. <laughs> Meet you in the middle, motherfuckers. Oh, oh, He's got a big cock. He loves music. <laughs> and he loves CrossFit. Off on a tangent, that's psychology. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure I love CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> Never actually done it, motherfuckers. Never done it. But, but fuck you anyway. Um, but yeah, but part of yeah part of the thing was that I connected with Christian was that sense of wow, like, you know, like when you get to that point of just completely, complete exhaustion, where your mind just completely goes tranquil. Um, and so basically, you know, like, like I did, straight from uni, I did psychology. And so I did 20 years of learning different techniques and different stuff. And what I, and I've only been doing exercise intensely, like for three years, you know, since I became pre-diabetic. Like since I had, since I basically had to, like had a health condition where I had to start exercising, and and I was amazed that like basically like, so I'd have a point where that bar is just about to fall on my head, and my mind would completely go quiet and tranquil, and it transcended pretty much any therapeutic experience I ever had in the last twenty years. And I thought this is fucking amazing hmm. and so pretty much I've got two or three friends <laughs> <laughs> good for you Dan <laughs> yeah I know, I know. Oh, like on, on a good day yeah and that includes my mother <laughs> See, that's only you and me left we're in the studio on know, Sunday night I know it, it, it's, it's the truth but anyway um, so pretty much and those people are pretty much bored with hearing me talk about pump and all this sort of stuff so i have to talk to students about it in their time when they're trying to learn guitar <laughs> um, that's why our sessions probably out to like an hour and a half exactly, exactly but but it's the same kind of thing like it's it's this constant amazement fuck i can't believe like you go to these sessions and you know like it's you know my whole concept for all this time was a bunch of wankers right and yet like i go there feel fucked and I go there and I leave feeling a completely different person. Yeah. I didn't have to solve anything. It's just like, I just had to stop a weight from hitting me on the head. Mm. And I felt so different. And, and that's, and that's why I thought that is so incredible. 
And so when, like, I've never done CrossFit, but when you guys are saying, like, you know, people get fanatical about it, I can kind of understand it from my experience of it. Like, it's sort of, like, I've never done CrossFit, but I, I kind of get that thing about that you get to such a level that it just transcends everything. So, um, yeah, it's it's sort of, like, I, I kind of understand, I can kind of see why, you know, like, if people haven't experienced that, it would seem a bit weird, but I can, I kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's why even though I've never done it, like yeah. like we relate, um, and 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 even even though like I haven't done the shirts off thing or whatever, like for me, neither have I made it. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, you know whether it's chalk shirts off or talking about it on Facebook. You Did know, you say chalk? Like don't they always have chalk in their hands? See more. Okay, so that's. That's one thing that I will say that's, yeah, chalk is necessary in yeah, like yeah. when the, the way that we train, like the way the way that they train is because we do so barbell movements, so many barbell movements yeah, yeah. that the high chalk thing is, is definitely necessary. For me, like it's, I mean, relating from my experience, it doesn't really matter, like in terms of, okay, I don't do the shirts off, I don't do the chalk thing, but I get that kind of thing where you feel at one with the universe by doing this stupid exercise yeah. like um so that's kind of how i relate to it so like when people say they're a bunch of wankers i just think oh, i don't know like fuck i i get into it like i get into it in a different way but yeah but, but you're still circuit training you know yeah like, yeah like I, I don't feel that at all like i totally get it yeah yeah and basically if they're telling everyone about it 24 7 and posting and i think yeah okay yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, if, if you feel it, you know, like, yeah, good on you. Yeah, I'm probably a bit too... I'm probably hating on it a bit too hard. Like <laughs> it, it definitely altered a lot of things for me. Like, I started training with Freddie once he got back from America. And um, I, yeah, I was always a, a fat kid growing up, and I lost, like, 28 kilos, and it was the only thing... 28 <laughs> kilos? Yeah. He yeah. was fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, I was so a beast. How much do you weigh now? Uh, at the moment, I think I'm about 90, probably. And but, um, but yeah, 60. so I got, at my lightest, I was 84, and I he looked like a heroin I, addict. Yeah, yeah. At 84, he was so yeah. skinny. Yeah. But I, I, so, yeah. how tall are you? I'm 187, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're about six foot taller than me. Yeah. It's about six foot. You're too tall for me. No, no, like, like, <laughs> crazy tall, bro. That <laughs> no, sounds like you're six foot one. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think I'm that tall. I don't no, know. no, like because I'm six foot and yeah, I'm okay. one eighty three. I bet I feel like you're taller. Than I'm one seventy two. But yeah, I mean, so I, yeah, I think at my lightest I was eighty four and my heaviest. Hey. Oh, do you want to oh, stand yeah. up? Shall we go back to back? Yeah, yeah just see. I think Jeremy's taller. Right? Right? <laughs> oh, really? I'm actually, I'm actually I, four foot. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, so you look like yeah, a bit taller, but your hair's frizzed up. <laughs> yeah, but you do look taller. Yeah. Okay, so if you're what six two? No, no, I'm six foot. Like so I'm one eighty three. Well, I, I must be just under. Maybe I'm five eleven. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But um, what was I saying? Yeah, so you're ninety now. Yeah, and, I'm about and you 90, were because I'm not training. One hundred eighteen or something. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. Okay, I was at my heaviest. I was. 112 or 114 okay, something yeah. like that so basically you had a, you had a gut oh yeah no, oh, but, yeah, I, I was gut but I was very heavy he's very like big big build like the whole thing I carried the weight I carried the weight everywhere but you must have had a gut that weight oh y
yeah, so I lost a heap of weight. I was like, when I was at my lightest, I was training twice a day. You know, I was kind of fanatical about it. <laughs> well, you're going in at four in the morning, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is when I was over in the States. Sure. Oh, look, it's one of those 24-7 gyms. No, no. This is at, at CrossFit Mitchelton. Where, oh, okay. Is that 24-7? No, no. no so they have morning classes that, that start at like, I think, well, we used to train before the morning class started. So the morning class starts at five and we'd come in and train it like you know i think i'd get there at quarter past four or something stupid really like yeah you know yeah, right. so i was just into it because you know, i think it's the same with everything once you see some progress with something you just you, you know, get, get right into it yeah because yeah, you, know? right. you know improvement's addictive i suppose but yeah. um yeah and so it, it did yeah it did a lot of positive things for me and now yeah it's it's kind of my vice like i need to get back to it to i need to train Semi-regularly, otherwise I just so, can't stand so what, things. So what kind of tipped you around? Like, so, so you got up to 114, was that your peak? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. so what sort of turned the corner for you? Oh, it, it, for you, it was, it was nutrition for him, yeah, man. Nutrition. I like watched his nutrition change so drastically. No, 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 but what I mean is like what... What made you think? What was the tipping point? Yeah, like like I should start to turn this around. Oh. He was fucking his missus and she nearly died of asphyxiation. <laughs> 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 no, it, it didn't get to that stage. But um, no, I I don't know. I just was. I don't think there was a, an actual point where I was like, I need to tidy my shit up. I think I just started. I just made a start, you know. I just started doing. Be <laughs> like, oh, she's like drowning from this Fuck this fubu jersey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was. It, I can't breathe. And, but like, I think the big, uh, yeah. Once I got it started, and once I said, yeah, this isn't that hard. Like, I can fucking do this. Okay. And then once I was sort of down to a weight that was a lot more manageable, and where you build a lot more confidence because you confident in your appearance and everything like that you know, yeah yeah fuck me how many years did i waste just being a mess of a human and mm. then you know every every aspect of your life improves well, it's yeah. funny you should say that because i want to ask you about this as well <laughs> hit me with your <laughs> stick okay so no I'll, I'll ask you both like so basically like that's what i noticed as well yeah that as soon as i started to like exercise and stuff i suddenly started to you know like think about this other stuff like Get erections? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, well partly. Well, like, yeah. well, well, for me, seeing it to start with. <laughs> What's that thing? Uh, um, but yeah, like I started that blog and like all this other kind of personal growth stuff and, you know, just started giving a shit about stuff that I probably wouldn't have. Mm. Like I just started thinking, oh, I can do this. You know, because you see that progress in that one area, you think, oh, maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that. Mm. Um, well, how funny is this? I'm 29 years old, right? I've still never, and I just think it's probably in the late, in the recent years, just through a course of events, I've never been to a fucking water park. And like, you know, like as a kid, how much fun that would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, and I just never did it because of such bigger self-confidence issues. I would just rule it out. You know, I'd never ever put yeah. myself in that position. Yeah, it's crazy because I never knew about that kind of shit like I don't because I was a skinny kid so yeah, I'd always yeah. be like Brenton what are you doing why are you swimming with your shirt on <laughs> oh, really? and he's like oh that's just what I do and then take his shirt off at my pool at my house when it's just me and him yeah yeah but then when we go to a public place he wouldn't get in the pool or something like that yeah, and I don't yeah. know what's going on I'm like what the fuck oh really yeah well at the start I don't you know oh, and then okay. you, and you get to you. you know when you're a kid you're fucking I'm, I was a mean fucker you know and then um 
and then you get to like the stage where you understand what he's doing you know like oh he feels um, confident in my pool because it's just me and him or our mates but then when we go to a group and then that and then you know you go to a party or something and he doesn't get he doesn't get in the pool or something you understand why that is you know yeah 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 and then and then but uh, but you watch that slip away when someone just is like starts to think oh fucking i'm I'm putting my best working hard training hard that kind of thing who gives a shit about that kind of stuff you know (laughs) it's funny man like i i think back so was that all through your teens yep yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, like, I fucking skipped out on school camps and shit. Yeah. Because I had that shit. bigger self, like, I was that uncomfortable in my own self-image sort of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I just, I admit, I, I, it shits me because how long you sort of didn't do anything. But it's, I mean, it's all good. I don't worry about <laughs> it. But, you know, you think back to the stuff you've missed out on mm. and you force yourself to miss out on just because of, the, for those reasons, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, well, I mean, like, I've had those exact dialogues with myself. Yeah. Uh, like, through getting fit and thinking about different stuff. Like, because as soon as you get a little bit well and better in yourself, you start thinking about all these things. You know, so basically, like, I spoke to you about going on The Voice. Um, me? Or you were going on The Voice? Yeah, yeah, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I texted that. You, you probably just, like, flaked it off or whatever. Yeah. Deleted it Okay, so, so basically... <laughs> So, so that's not a burning ambition for me specifically. How is the voice age limit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I realised that and I've thought through all that. Yeah, I realise I'm not that young. I, I'd turn my chair around, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, that's I'm, a good I'm, thing if he turns his chair yeah, around. I've already lost this, 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 this race. I, I don't really, want to go anymore. I realise that. At least I have good jingles. But anyway. But the point... For our shitty podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Uh, but the point is, it's like... Um, so the point of that is not so much that specific goal, but it's just like, okay, what haven't I pushed myself with? Mm. Um, like, what haven't I... Like, I've never considered myself a singer, really. Um, I've always considered myself a guitarist, but, but it's like, what would it be like to push myself to that and to kind of face that fear? Mm. Um, and so, like you were saying, well, not exactly, but it's sort of like... Like, so in your situation, you wouldn't take off your shirt. And it's like with me with different things, just like you'd never consider it, right? So with me, I just never consider going on a show like that. Mm. And so it's never been my ambition to go on, on a show like that per se, but it's just like, what would it be like to face that fear and have to deal with that situation? Um, and so that's my main kind of thing. So I started actually thinking about those different situations. Um, and that's been really interesting for me as well. Like, so when I lost weight and got a bit healthy, I suddenly started thinking like different opportunities kind of opened up yeah. that, that previously I just considered, okay, you'll never do that. You yeah. never do that. You never do that. Definitely. And um, I, I was and never, ever, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. yeah. Well, you did. I, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's just, <laughs> but it's just like, and so, so that's the, the free your best self kind of podcast thing I have. It's like one of the episodes we talk about is like, what are your limiting beliefs? And it's not to say that we don't have, you know, like, so Christian might be better than you at something. And that could be true. But, like, you know, you might have some belief that's basically just a convenience Mm. to keep you in a certain place. Mm. And, like, it might just, there might just be a fear hiding behind that, like, rather than the actual reality. And does that make you look confused? No, no, I'm scratching my ears. (laughs) Yeah, yeah so, no. so, so basically, like, 
I started to consider like, okay, I've held myself back in all these different areas. Like what actually is the reality here rather than kind of, um, you know, believing that that's an actual fact. Yeah. So, so in your case, like it might've been that it's a fact that I'll never take off my shirt in a public pool again. Mm. And that you just, you, you don't consider any other, any other reality. What a yeah. fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, 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 but it's kind of, but it's kind of normal because yeah. like, and it, it is a bit sad, but it's just like, we all have kind of these areas that we just, we're just not going to do it. Yeah. Because it's just like, no, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because I don't want to, like, because I don't want to take that risk. Yeah. And, and it's funny when you sort of push one boundary, you suddenly start to think, oh my God, like I've just been living this complete bullshit scenario in all these different areas. And getting back to my age thing, like, to be honest with you, I've thought, fuck, like... I, I seriously think they have an age limit, though. I know, oh, they could do. And oh, it's, it's, I don't think they do. No, oh, no, no. Jeremy no, Jer- no. Jer- definitely be. American <laughs> Idol, like Australian Idol did, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, no, but see, the yeah. thing is, I don't even care because yeah. to me, that's not the point. Like, to me, the point is that I can't believe, like, at least half the things in my life I've just dismissed through some bullshit story hmm. that I've told myself that I convinced myself that it was reality and... And it's only been the last three years of sort of like since I've started to get fit that I've actually started to realize, fuck, I was telling myself all this bullshit and I've started to think, fuck, you know, you've lived half your life with that thing that you called reality and it's just complete crap. Yeah. Uh, and, but I only got to that point when I started to get fit. Hmm. So basically I'd done all this kind of psychology training, personal growth, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I actually came to that realization through trying to not let a heavy bar smash me in the head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's quite amazing. Yeah, and I was—I've never ever been a competitive person, and that was probably because I just filled up with bullshit excuses, like you're saying. You know, I played football with Freddy and stuff like that, and I was okay at it. At, but at I the never, same school? No, no, yeah, I like same club. club footy. Oh, okay, and um. I was okay at it because I was fucking huge. (laughs) But, um, you know, I was never super... Double moving king. Yeah, I was never super competitive at it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I never sort of, you know, I I did it more for hanging out with my mates and talking shit and just, you know, playing footy. I was never an athlete. But then once I started racing cars, I found I was very good, like I was good at it. And then I've never ever been competitive until I started racing. And like a lot of, like another mate that I race with, he was like, you have, like, he's known me through all that time. And he said, man, you're just like, yeah, you're the most competitive bastard in a race car. Like, you know, so what, I, so why who's that? That, that was Lukey. Lukey. So yeah, why is that? Oh, I don't know. Is that I because just, you suddenly realised you could Yeah, do I just well. broke that mental barrier because, you know, yeah. I found something that I thought, oh, shit, I'm all right at this. And so I just pushed the limit to it. So it's really something that comes natural, like when you first picked up that guitar. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and I'll tell you something else really interesting that I don't know if you've realised this, that... You keep looking at your watch every time I speak. No, no. <laughs> I, did, I did look at the watch. He always does that in lessons. <laughs> I think we'll just, we'll, we'll put this up on your website as one of your podcasts, the, the Free the Mind one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 but it's really interesting because what, what I've kind of realized as well is that I used to think that ego was like, like being a big ego was always sort of kind of thinking you're above everyone else. Yeah. But having a big ego can also be the opposite where you don't want to take a risk to be good, so you'll be below everyone else, but that's kind of still ego, because basically, you're still kind of comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, in other words, 
before you did the race car stuff, you still had the same big ego. So you didn't have a bigger ego by be, being competitive. It's just that you more of you, the real you came out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know if you can relate to that, but it's just like, that's something I realized as well, that by, there's a certain amount of ego and fear by kind of trying to come out in front. Mm. And you can, yeah, you can still have a big ego by, by kind of trailing behind. I don't know if you can relate to that as well. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you do. Yeah, like I, like you're saying, he's got an outlet for that ego or something like that. Like what? he's got, he's found an outlet for where, like you can have a big ego and not be a fucking dickhead about it. Well, well, like, like the thing is, is that like let's say, let's say if you start to do well, like yeah. l- let's say you as a fullback start to score <laughs> shitloads of tries, which never happened. Yeah. Okay, but I mean. I would have thought there's a certain amount of fear that goes along with that because then people start to expect you're going to kick ass. Yeah. Um, and so some people would unintentionally not score lots of tries because they actually don't want that reputation to have to deal with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's kind of the same thing. So it's, it's a kind of weird thing, but it's like you don't... You sabotage yourself because so you don't have to deal with the fact that if you stick out, you've actually got to deal with attention from people... Mm. Um, it's like the tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, so in other words, you might... So in other words, the, the voice thing. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing you've got to deal with, actually, is that you could fail in public. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? You know? Yeah, well, in the... Like, in the grand scheme of things, like, you might see and you think, oh, what a, what a douchebag. But five minutes later, you think about something else. Yeah. And then... But for that person, they've given it their best. And so that person can go to bed thinking, okay, I gave it a good shot. Um, but... So it really doesn't matter whether they, you know, how how they do. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But anyway. Hmm. Oh, you can get so caught up, I think, in in trying to care what other people, yeah, think. meet other people's expectations, and yeah. you lose focus on on what the hell you're trying to do. Mm. I think the moment you stop caring about what other people think is when you really start, like, you know, if you can not care about what other people think, that's the biggest step in life you can take. I reckon. Yeah. You know? Like. Because you then you you're not you're not like fenced in by boundaries at all. Like yeah, you've yeah. had fears against like you you like you talk about your fucking voice thing. That it's like yeah, caring about what people go. Oh look at this d bag that's fucking coming in here at like forty years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like where because you when you think about that, you're thinking about what other people are thinking. Oh, yeah. You know, like but if you let go of that and you just do your thing. And they go, oh, no, I'm so sorry, Jeremy, you're not, your voice isn't just where we want it to be. You'd be like, yeah, sweet. And you know, you go to sleep and you sleep good. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like, and the reality is, what, what are those people doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right, yeah. Uh, so, so did you ever have that, like, like doing your football, like where, did you ever sort of cross that boundary where, see, if I played for America yeah. as fo- fullback or whatever, I would have gone through some anxiety about what other people think. Did you ever go through that? I always cared what the coach thought too much, way too much. Like, okay. I'd always think, like, what would he want me to do or, like, where... In, and that took away from my game. So, yeah, yeah. Um, instead of... So, affected your performance a Yeah, bit. instead of... I'd always think about my coaches and stuff way too much, I think. So, when I stopped worrying about, like, performing for them and stuff like that and just be myself on the field that's when I play my best footy yeah, yeah. and that's only happened in the last couple of years it even happened after the World Cup but oh, okay yeah but um so so did, was that a did 
Did you consciously kind of bring that on, or did I, just, I did? Or I like, happen it, naturally. No, it didn't happen naturally. I was just kind of like, you know, if I can play at this level, and some of the teams that we played over there, I was like, yeah, if I can match it with these guys, it's like. I know that I'm I'm really good to like authority. Like I'll always listen to my coaches and I always I always do what they say. So if I'm doing that, I can still be myself. Like out on the field, they'll get up me if they think I'm doing wrong. But yeah, yeah. play like you want to play, and then and then yeah, the yeah. rest the rest is like you know they'll tell you what they think. Mm. Where otherwise I stepped out of the style that I play to play exactly how they wanted to play, and it, it tore me. It, it ripped me a new asshole, you know, like I didn't want to play the way that I, I was used to playing. So, yeah, it wasn't natural. Yeah, so like I know, if I know I can be, you know, you be res- respectful for your coaches and stuff mm. and but and play within their um, game plan but also add a bit of your, your own your play, you yeah, know. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing is I always, I always like relied on just being, trying to, trying to do what the coach said too much you know and then yeah yeah i think it all comes back to confidence i mean i think if you can realize that you've you've got some sort of ability if you can just back yourself and not worry about anything else just go yeah i'm fucking good at this and i'll be right i think you'll be you will you you know you'll you'll be right because Mm -hmm. that's what i sort of found like when i started racing and started winning a few things i started listening to other other races talk you know you talk between heats or something like that and you go yeah i I backed it into this corner this way or i i brought i used that as a breaking mark and i went fuck i don't even use breaking marks yeah just go you know just break it i just drive as fast as i can and then break you know i don't know and then i found you know you get too caught up in in like Freddie's saying, you drive into these other expectations, or you 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 start thinking, oh shit, I should be doing this. When you've got ability, just trust in that and back yourself, and you'll be fine. Like I think that's yeah, probably more important. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny. I find that in the studio a little bit. Like, I mean, like sort of different artists sort of want you to be a certain way, and like you can sort of mould it a little bit, but at the end of the day, you've still got to be kind of yourself. Like if you uh, oh, and probably at gigs as well. Like if if you sort of try, you sort of mould a little bit. If you, but if you try too much to go against your own natural thing, it just becomes a little bit too forced. Because pretty much, I oh, probably like with sport, like music's pretty natural. Yeah. So if you sort of start, you know, trying to do it intellectually, it doesn't really work. Yeah. 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 For sure. It's a, yeah. Put people to like pull you back in the check as well. Like. When I, if, if I went to start playing heaps like for myself and, and what I thought like my capability was and just say for example there was one thing where I, I took it to the line I threw this cutout pass to Sideshow Bob um, Peterson Sideshow um, Bob yeah that's what he's, he played for Parramatta he had like big hair like Sideshow Bob yeah. on Simpsons yeah, yeah <laughs> so that was his nickname but I threw this huge cutout pass and it was ridiculous like it was it was stupid. I, I didn't. I just had in my head. I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look flashy. Throw this cutout past him. He's gonna score in the corner. I threw this cutout pass. He got absolutely nailed. And he comes up to me. He goes, Freddy, what the fuck was that? That pass was a piece of shit. 
and you weren't thinking about me when you threw that fucking pass. You know, you're just thinking about how you looked. And as soon as he said that, that's when that uh, that uh, that's kind of like, oh, that brings you back down to earth, you know. And that's what you need sometimes, rather than just, you know, you need that. Oh, so that was true. It was true, definitely, yeah. it was true. Yeah. So you were being a punish. And then yeah, and then the next time <laughs> I was being a punish, man. And then the next time I threw that pass, it was totally on. And so I'd show knocked it over the line he come up to me he goes mate that was so on i'm so sorry i should have scored that you know so like plays like that around you is so good because he's gonna he tells the truth every time like when he yeah, fucks yeah. up he says he fucks up yeah, yeah but some players you wouldn't get that out of them you yeah, know yeah. like where i know when i've fucked up and i'll always put my hand up and say i'm so sorry you know like when i threw that pass he got drilled i was about to say sorry but he let me know that <laughs> i should be sorry before that you know yeah, where yeah. the second time i'm never going to turn around and go what the fuck you should have scored but he come up to me and he goes mate i should have scored that sorry that was a good call you know so yeah, yeah. It's that kind of stuff. Players like that around you that allow you not to be so stressed because they're always going to tell you how it is anyway and you don't have to worry about not playing your game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I feel, are we going to get psychology? <laughs> <being done today>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably good as what I've got. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, for me, what I found is, you, you know, you're right no matter what you tell yourself. You, you know, if you tell yourself you can't do it, you're never going to fucking do it. You know, you've got to start by going, yeah, I can, I've got this covered or something like that. And if you're even going to have a hope. Yeah, yeah. Because for so many years, I just went, no, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I fucking... And so was that up until you got fit? <laughs> yeah, for sure. 100%. So it all sort of turned, like, I think it, they all sort of went hand in hand. Like, I started racing cars, I was still pretty heavy. But then I found that something that I was, you know, I was okay at. And that helped me build a bit of confidence. Okay. And then a few... That, so when was that? Uh, that was... 2009, I bought that. I bought my race car and started racing. Okay, so I had a, re- I had a really good in good year. I, I, I I've been slack with it. Yeah, sure. So, so that's only seven years ago. Yeah. So, so you were overweight up until seven years ago? Oh, probably un- overweight's an understatement, mate. <laughs> what year were you in the States? Mm. Talking about me again. So I was in the States <laughs> at, um, so when I go there, the first time when it was just a holiday, that yeah. one, yeah, um, 2000 and. 10 hmm. was it it must have been 2011 12 13 when i started losing weight i think it would have been 2012 okay so it's not that long ago no it's not that long ago um but yeah that was the first sort of thing it's probably about the same as when i lost weight yeah. yeah but that was the first sort of thing that sort of started like a big positive change for me yeah yeah so yeah Fucking deep, boys. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. How heavy were you? Uh, I stopped weighing myself when I got up to about 106, 105. And what yep. was it? The diet first, obviously. Like, you changed the way you ate first. Um, I, well, well, basically, I reckon I probably got to about 110, but I just didn't want to look at the scale. Um but yeah, I mean, like I had a a friend who died of diabetes, um, like she was 30. Um, her foot was pretty numb, like she could like tip boiling water on it. She, she was wouldn't, 30? She, yeah, and she wouldn't feel it. Was she huge? No, no, not at all. She's oh. skinny. Uh, she had diabetes one, um, but my foot had started to go numb. And so... Like basically, I'd, I'd been trying to lose weight for 10 years. Yeah. Like I, I think I'd sort of oscillated between like 
90 early 90 kilograms and up to 100 or something like that <laughs> so so basically but i didn't like I was in a relationship and i i just thought fat is vanity i kind of just made that thing and so basically i thought oh it doesn't really matter um you know <laughs> <laughs> you're like Full boiling water, I put my car feeling I am fucked. Bring the fucking urn out. <laughs> yeah, it's a fairly, you know, normal way to think. Mm. Um, like, when I started recording my album, you know, as you know, it's a fairly dark album. It's very, yeah. Yeah. Hope you didn't slit your wrist to that one. <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah, and, falling. Yeah, yeah, and I, but I just, I mean, look, it was kind of like a catharsis and a huge, joyful thing as well at the exact same time so like there's all these different emotions that happened and kind of it's almost like sedating all these emotions were sort of drinking as well and so i recorded the album over a couple of years and so so it was both cathartic and joyful and amazing and also doing the studio at the same time so so i recorded the album and i just completely just drank every time I was in the studio <laughs> proper rock star yeah yeah um, but yeah but it wasn't but basically like yeah when I started to go numb I just thought and this person died or whatever like I just thought like I just suddenly just thought this is not good um, and so then I just went on this complete mad um, just researching diabetes and health just obsessively um, and so then I'd never got it my weight down to sort of early early 90s was probably the best it ever got it but suddenly i just started losing almost like a kilogram a day like i was just like lost a lot of weight yeah um controlled my exact number of carbs exact number of calories um you know like read a lot of insulin and you know like different the way different foods react and all this sort mm -hmm. of thing um different exercises to do um and yeah, so that was the, kind of the tipping point for me. Yeah, but but that was the point where I kind of like suddenly thought that started making me question all these different aspects. Yeah, to my identity, how I see things, and 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 then I kind of realised that. So, you know, those conversations we had about CrossFit, about like CrossFit being douchebag things and all this sort of stuff, like suddenly, I may have thought all those things about CrossFit being whatever like have a shirt off but suddenly i had that in a totally different context because because yeah. basically i thought well okay well they might have their shirt off and be douchebags but in the, the day <laughs> like at the end of the day like you're over there your insulin and your you know your fasting glucose is fucked you know and lot your health markers are fucked they might be a douchebag but they've got their you know they've they got their shit together yeah, yeah like they're, they're healthy they're getting their life together. And so you might think of their van, you know, it's vanity thing or whatever, but like you're the dickhead because you're not getting your life together. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, like I stopped judging a lot of that stuff and just thought, this is what I have to do. It's not even a case of this is a preference. I have to do this. So, yeah. Yeah. So it yeah, just, well, we're going to, we'll get Phil onto this. Like, so yeah. So it just completely shifted my whole approach to that. So now whenever I see someone like posing in the mirror, I just think, oh, like it's not, not totally my thing, but I just think I don't see it as complete fuckwit. Yeah. Because I just think, well, at the end of the day, if that guy's ripped, 
he's got a good insulin response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Like yeah. you know, like his blood sugar's great. He's in his greens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like that's pretty much what I think. Like it just, um, you know, it doesn't really matter what his motivation is. Like he's going to have better health markers. Mm. So, and he's probably going to have more energy. He's going to feel better. And at the end of the day, he's probably going to be contributing more to life than someone who's overweight, who thinks they're spiritual, who thinks they're whatever. Um, A believer. Yeah, yeah, but but you know they're not going to be that healthy. So. Yeah, so that's where it kind of flicked for me. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get like I said, we'll get Phil. Like so who's Phil? Phil's the uh, the guy he's that owns CrossFit Mitchell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, we said we'll get him in on podcasts as well because he talk like the way that he'll talk about it will be very hmm. informational. Yeah. Oh, right, so, so he's yeah. he's pretty into the oh, nutrition. Very, and yeah, stuff. very intelligent man, and he's dedicated a lot of you know time outside of things yeah. to be the best at what he does you know oh, okay cool yeah and he's also ex-army so he's he's got some yeah he's definitely an interesting man okay has phil cosgrove phil cosgrove yeah is that the guy that um high profile guy is on tv that's peter cosgrove oh, okay yeah that's his dad oh really mm. okay yeah right interesting okay so he's probably yeah well that makes sense he's mega disciplined yeah no he's good yeah. Like, we get him on here to chat and he'll talk some stuff, yeah. So what what's his main bent? Like, is it, um, would it be pushing yourself or nutrition or like... like what, I like, think it's, it's not, it's it's more just like when you're, it's it's pushing yourself big time. Yeah, like, yeah. when you train with him and he's so, like, so he, he just he, gets the best out of you. Like, he'll yeah. flog you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, he'll be like, you know, don't be such a pussy, keep going. And, and, and is he kind of, of, because this is an interesting point as well, like one thing I find is that, um, like the way people push you m- matters a lot to me. Yeah. So yeah, like you know how I said yeah. how like your guy will come over and he'll critique your technique while you're yeah. doing it. Phil wouldn't do that. Phil would just be like, "Let's go, keep going, keep going." And then at the end of it, he'd be like, "Oh, this is what I think you could do a bit better with your technique." Yeah. You know, when someone's flogging themselves, you're not going to talk technique stuff through yeah, there yeah. while they're flogging so, themselves. So, so you because it has a negative impact on you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Because yeah. that's what I was saying to Christian. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so so basically, you feel like. Um, he's not draining you. Nah. Yeah, because sometimes if they have that kind of football coach thing, yeah, it's sort of like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, you just be like, let's get, let's finish this, hurry up, you're taking too long, that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. never be like, oh, you, you know, your back's rounded, you're fucking pulling too early, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you won't talk techniques so, while you're working out. So basically, whenever he talks to you, like you always feel energized rather than. Drained. You feel like you kind of feel like you don't want to let him down. Well, that's what you feel like. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll keep going. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can see. So feel like he helps you. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, where there's a lot of people, I'll be like, shut the fuck up. I don't want you to talk to me. I know I'm fitter than you. I know that I do, <laughs> I lift better than you. I yeah, don't need yeah. you telling me how to do the yeah. workout. <clears throat> where when Phil does, when Phil does for some reason, you're like, yeah, sweet. Because yeah. you know, he's like, he's coming from a very, um, a pure place. Yeah, oh, a very, very educated. educated place. Yeah. That's where he's coming from. Yeah. You want to listen to him, what he says, you know. Yeah, is he fit? Um, he's he's on and off like yeah you'll see like he's got he's, a lot of injuries, he's got a lot of injuries and stuff like that. So yeah he's limited but, to what he sort of does but 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 just with his background you feel like he's it's oh yeah source, yeah yeah you can you can tell like he he put himself through hell like he's put himself through hell before so yeah 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 it's not like so you respect him yeah. yeah 
<laughs> Definitely. Wrapping this up. <laughs> we can do, yeah, I suppose. I better go home. <laughs> <laughs> no so, so wrap this up, edit this. Did you yeah, want, yeah. did you want to play this out? Oh, if you want. Yeah, if I can do it. Right, yeah. So what are, so are you going to do? All right, sweet. So we'll just wrap it up with, you know, this. We're obviously, we're going to put this out on SoundCloud again. Yep. Um, we'll, follow us on. Yeah, follow us. we got to talk about our new name. Yeah, we're possibly um, changing names. So yeah, we can get pos- possibly change the names. We'll it let could, you know all about that. It could be a subtle change or it could be a massive change. Um, other than that, just follow us. Let us know what you think. Like we always say, say whatever you think because we don't give a fuck. Go fuck yourselves. Peace. Play sound, Jeremy. Jeremy Williams, everybody. <laughs> Humongous penis. Single. Long fingers. We're the tangent. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say the F words. <laughs> We're the tangent. We're going to be released on iTunes soon. <laughs> <laughs> When we don't say that F word May happen this year Or maybe the next Fuck you with a tangent <laughs> Fuck you bitch yeah. <laughs> Fuck you f- Friends <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Come on, You're the man, Jack.